0: You are about to enter the world of the Face Off Hockey podcast. Only it's only a game. Why do you have to be mad? The cases are real. The debates are real. Their rulings are final.
1: This guy's such an idiot here. <laughs>
0: this is your podcast. This is Face Off Hockey. Tiger, where are you? <laughs> Tiger. We also didn't talk about how now there's going to be a one-eight. Wow, Mazda.
1: Well, it's live, and Mike can do his. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Do what you guys were just doing to explain. Okay. cat I don't even know what it was. You're so talking about how you get words
0: out. Yeah. So basically, how to like talk properly on a mic is something I learned in theater, and I t- took I took it with me to voiceovers and, and TV. So basically, you go one, one two, one two three, <laughs> and you do that up to ten. One, and then after you go one two, one two
2: three. I don't know. I don't know. One, if the, two, they I don't know if the- just
1: audio does this justice, so you guys have to go subscribe and watch our YouTube channel. <laughs> so, so you you got to see the faces these guys well, are making yeah, right so now. So
0: basically Ridiculous. you talk with your tongue and your teeth up to 10 like that, and then you go 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, all the way up to 10. So and it gets... 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3, 1, <laughs> 2, 3, 1. Okay, so hockey.
1: <laughs> yeah, welcome to the show, everyone. This is Face Off Hockey Podcast. Believe it or not, this is not uh, the actor's studio. Um, welcome. Have- it's not Mike singing Green Day a couple episodes ago. If you guys haven't seen that, uh, do us a favor. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Check it out. Um, also, go watch the best of the first 20. I know we're on episode 38 now. Um, we're coming up on 40. I don't know if we're going to do anything for 40. Maybe something for 50. Uh, maybe something for 100. But first things first, get on iTunes, Spotify, subscribe to us, YouTube. Uh, do us a favor. Leave us a nice comment, a review. Give us yes, some five please. stars, some thumbs up. You know, Help us boost... Everything oh, here stars, at Facebook. That's off. all you think that we're. No, worth, just- no. Well, we're definitely not worth three stars. Um, we're not like the Dallas Stars, actually. That <laughs> that's was there's true. That's, there's that's, this Chinese gross,
0: restaurant anyway. that, sorry, there's this Chinese restaurant near my place that holds uh, a two and a half uh, star review from the paper, and they're so proud of it because it was the best <laughs> review they ever got. It's good for hey,
1: them. Hey, <laughs> sometimes you got to ride with it. Um, so, yeah, ride with <laughs> us for the rest of the way um, from here on out forever. Um, Bef-
0: ride or die baby
2: ride or die
1: you could if you've been with us uh before zoom uh when thank we had you. a studio we're getting a. yeah thank you um we're getting a studio back very soon uh, i actually wanted to talk with you guys a little bit off the air about that maybe sometime down in later in the week but anyway be- <laughs> no,
0: let's, um, so let's handle business on air <laughs> yeah
1: let's get business let's get let's get down to the brass tacks here um so a lot of stuff to kind of get through a lot of hockey news uh, big first and foremost, the Dallas Stars—they're the first team off to the Stanley Cup final. Um, so yeah, CAC, a long, long-time Vegas fan, he is. I have, uh, um, I have
2: <laughs> utmost respect for them. I didn't think they were going to get past the first, the qualifier round. And I mean, there's they, well, yeah. They're I want to get,
1: I want to get into a little bit about the Dallas Stars and just go over their lineup and everything. So we'll, we'll touch on that in a second. Yes, um, Kac, you're right. Bay. They weren't
2: in the qualifiers. You asshole. Thank you though.
1: <laughs> Tampa Bay and the Islanders Um, game five go went last night uh, tonight for us. Hopefully Tampa Bay can pull off the gentleman's sweep in five games. And then all of a sudden the Stanley cup finals are set to begin Thursday. If Tampa won last night, I'm going to say they did win last night and they're off to see a Dallas Tampa Bay Stanley cup final in Edmonton,
0: Florida, Um, Texas. Yeah.
1: (laughs) There's also some, the other Florida hockey team. There's some news with them that just kind of broke out as we came to record. Um, we're also gonna talk about uh Peter Laviolette and Jeff Ward getting jobs back in the NHL. Um, and then also Nick Bukestad. He was there was a trade. Pittsburgh, Jim Rutherford making some moves. Uh, he was traded to Minnesota. Um, if we have time, we'll get into a little bit of Steve Simmons and Kyle Dubas, our two favorite guys, obviously. Um and, <laughs> The love
0: story that never will be.
1: Yeah, so I kind of wanted to bring in a discussion about those two because it kind of relates to what we talked about the other day off the air. Um, There was an image going around on hockey Twitter relating to the salary cap and taxes, and they compared Toronto and Tampa Bay. So if we've got time, because we will have our listener of the month, Joe LaPera, on the show today, Uh, we're going to talk to him, and we'll plug it in into the middle of this episode. Uh, He's a great guy and a very loyal listener. He's new, so you can be like Joe. You can be a new listener, follow along, and get on the show, and we're going to talk a little bit of hockey with him. Um, his goalie playing days. And then we'll ask him about a bunch of goalie situations going on in the league. Cause there's the Vegas situation, which is a big, what, what's going on there. Um, Anton Kudobin. I mean, he's my pick for the cons, my backup goalie. There's Leafs, Freddie Anderson, Pittsburgh, Matt Murray, uh, Braden Holpe, uh, Washington announced. They're not bringing him back. They're going to let him hit free agency. So Washington yeah. made some moves today, you know, um, but we'll get, A few little non-hockey things out of the way. (laughs) Football. Let's get some fantasy football updates. So, our team, the Face Off Hockey Podcast team and the Slump Buster Caster League, we had a great week, boys. We put up 181 points. Yeah! Well, hold on. (laughs) We had the two best quarterbacks, Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to be riding them, or we're going to be riding them the whole rest of the season. But we got a loss in week one to the Fantasy Geniuses at the Fantasy Geniuses. They put up the most points of the week at 206. So, you know what? I'm not too upset. There's a lot of hope. There's some light at the end of the tunnel. We had the smallest margin of victory. So, even though we lost, we only lost by a little bit. And we lost to the team that put up the most points. So, you know what? We got lots Rob- of positives to take exactly, away from this. Exactly. You're absolutely we got, right. We got Aaron Rodgers. We got Russell Wilson. We got Ezekiel Elliott. We're going to be just fine. We got Travis Kelsey, you know? So, faceoff hockey podcast own one but i can i feel like we're gonna beat tom brady we're gonna start on one on the season and every time tom brady has lost a season opener they go all the way to the super bowl so true take that for what it's worth Catch. you still a pats fan after after what you saw last or the couple days ago uh
0: i i i don't i don't know (laughs) i don't i I was mostly like wait are we talking about new england
1: yeah we're talking about new england oh yeah i thought i thought just a typical New England fan. You're only a New England fan because, you know, they win because of Tom Brady. Oh, and I like a lot Brady. of people I know and. He you know was amazing
0: I mean? in Ted too, but, uh, <laughs> like, uh, no, I, I, I was, I, I didn't. That was Mark Wahlberg
2: actually, not Tom Brady in Ted too. No,
0: didn't Tom Brady have a cameo? Yeah, yeah I'm he did. Sure I'm, he just did. Fuck, yeah.
2: I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Uh, don't confuse me like that. So, um, I don't know. I, I didn't, I didn't really pay attention to much of the Patriots. I, it was nice to see Bill Belichick still being Bill, Bill Belichick yeah, just like, practice <laughs> that's it i'm like and the search for his smile still continues <laughs> like you yep. know it's whatever that well, yeah, strange guy
1: he got off to his 1-0 and start tom brady and the bucks are off and one but anyway uh one more little topic as you guys can see over my left shoulder here this beautiful camo jacket into my yeah. right
2: Cool jacket. Uh, anyways, um, next topic.
1: <laughs> yeah, Mike's just jealous because he can't golf and wasn't invited. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, have a, we have a plate here. It's just a piece of wood, the bagger's plate. So my golf team, we won our annual boys' golf tournament this weekend. Uh, right. Shout-out Cooter, shout-out RC, and shout-out F-Pace. The boys, the glue guys, as my team was called. I led them to victory. We all did our part. I just want to quickly shout-out Cooter. Uh, the D-Flight, so basically the D-Division. Um, he won all three of his match plays. He got us wow. a big, big one and a half points to start out the weekend. Um, RC in the 2v2 match play I was playing with him, he drained a 25-foot birdie putt that just heart broke. Um, Mike, you know, Jordy Peller and his boys, the Tigers, Uh, It was just demoralizing for them. They needed to get a couple holes back, and RC just put one away, walked it off like OG Ananobi, and that's all she wrote there. And honestly, on day one as well, we went to a playoff against the Birds, (laughs) and Frankel Pace sticks an absolute dart from 102 yards out, taps in the Bird, and we get on the playoff points. And lo and behold, I have the camo jacket and the baggers plate for a year. So that's all she wrote for that. But now we'll get into some hockey talk. Um, guys, where do you want to start? We kind of have a lot of little news and items to get into. There's obviously the Dallas uh, Stars. Should
2: we do some? Yeah, let's do some recap on
0: uh, Dallas and yeah, Detroit. Uh, Detroit yeah. Oh my god, Vegas,
2: Detroit. Wow, Detroit's I don't know long. where that yeah, name, CAC, uh, This is in 1997 or yeah, 1998. Yeah. it's <laughs> not it's not 04, buddy. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. but uh, I, I feel bad for Vegas because I honestly feel felt, bad.
1: Explain yourself.
2: Uh, okay, I don't feel bad. I, I feel <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they probably deserve to probably go to the Stanley Cup. I think they played their heart's And I think they were probably the better team and I know we love these buzzwords. Um I mean, yeah, you're right. Godobin completely robbed the entire series. So, I good good on him and and that's what you need. Like All right, well, Kat, let's well I don't know, let's Kat, hear it I don't from, know what you're getting uh, so upset about because
1: Yeah, From Anton the Vegas Gudobin, mascot. 2.62 goals against, 9 920 save percentage. I mean, this guy's well, leading the Consmite voting for me right now.
0: Mike, Mike was still
2: going. I'm just <laughs> saying. I I'd love to hear what the Vegas Golden Knights mascot has to say about this. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: okay, first of all, first of all, oh boy, you know how I was saying how I was I was worried watching the game seven game <laughs> against Vancouver. Uh, unfortunately, to say that Kudobin stole the series, I mean he did play great, but let's ref- let's remember he did get chased in game two. Vegas, Um, basically it all comes down to goaltending. Robin Leonard just stopped playing after like game two, game three. He just, I don't know why Pete DeBoer kept riding the Leonard train. I don't know why, but continue. But is, well, uh, I know why. If it, like to stick it to Alan Walsh, like really, I don't, or or are the rumors true? Because well, there was yeah. this rumor that was flying around that he signed a five-year, $25 well, million ha- deal. He hasn't
1: signed it, but it's been on the table since June, and he said, let's wait it out. And so, that's allegedly Leonard's the goalie of the future for the Vegas so, Golden okay. Knights. Okay,
0: well, like, that's... So that kind of worries me a little bit because, I, like I said, I wasn't really convinced because Leonard, I mean, he was solid. He wasn't playing out of his mind. But, like, I, it just... For me, it came down to goaltending in, the, in those last... Two, three games and Leonard just didn't have it like he just wasn't playing well and he got lucky on a few of those saves but he let in some goals like even the overtime goal yesterday yeah I know slap shot whatever but the guy's post to post movement was just so slow and for a guy that's 6'4", 6'5", with skates on that's I'm sorry like that's to yeah, me, just stretch that's your arm out you know like I don't understand why like as soon as that penalty was as soon as White Cloud got that penalty last night or two nights ago because we're posting this on Wednesday like I just, I, I I even, I said like, it's over. There's no way because for whatever reason, Leonard just didn't like, look like he was in it. He, 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 his, his reactions were very, he was slow reacting to stuff. And then the like the Vegas Golden Knights, they're big players. Like Pacioretty, I've always said has been streaky. That, Good and bad. So he'll have like five great games, but then he'll have ten to fifteen horrible games. And sure enough, the guy was cold as ice. So you know, like he was gotta... cold as ice. Sure. Willing to sacrifice. <laughs> All right. So like, I, I don't I I I was very disappointed. They were they outshot every single game except for game one. They they were twenty. The shots were twenty five apiece in game one, but they outshot Dallas by a huge margin in games two through five and at a certain point it just it, for some reason when they had that two goal lead then they started to shift a little bit like they were playing defensively but like horribly defensively and then dallas just came in and as soon as it may made, made it two one i was like i, I was thinking I'm, they're pretty much done at this point give credit to you know kudobin you know he did have a few good a few great games um jamie ben has been phenomenal pavelski my boy has yeah. been doing very well, so super you know, excited. I, la- I like I like I like Rick Bonus, but I I, I take some of that blame too because I tempted the hockey gods making my prediction public. I tempted the hockey <laughs> gods. Should have known better. I I should have listened to my own sage advice and I didn't do it because I was just so excited. I yeah. I, I blame myself and Leonard.
1: Well, I mean, and DeBoer. yeah, as you should, I guess. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you want to hold all the blame on, would you have gone back to flurry? Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: Just the way that Leonard was playing. Okay. Maybe they didn't like, they didn't get blown out of the water. Um, That's gotta
1: be a statement enough. No, I mean, maybe the five-year contract, like they kind of hushed those rumors and it hasn't gotten signed, but pretty obvious there's something going on there. If you're going to stick with Leonard the whole time. And then now, now like the tweet kind of makes sense that the, it kind of leaked out that there was a five-year deal waiting. And yeah. maybe Flurry and his and Walsh they got wind of it. And I mean I, mean, I kind of so, feel the same way.
2: It's so silly though. Like, why wouldn't you why would you throw that into the mix in the middle of the playoffs when you have two goalies who are adequate in you know being able well, to take you far in the playoffs? Be, but because if one goalie like Leonard starts to play like shit. It makes it for a real awkward situation when all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is our guy. We know he's our guy. We told him he's our guy. It's leaked now, so everyone knows he's our guy. But how do we take him out and put Flurry in when we just sort of already committed unofficially to this
0: guy? It just It's just super awkward, and it, I think it damages the team as a whole. But the thing... Well, the thing... And I can kind of understand at a point because they have the draft in early October, but within a day or two is free agency. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what they were anticipating negotiating standpoint or whatever, like maybe they were trying to make a timetable of it, but yeah, it does throw off the team chemistry. Uh, you, you kind of see that too. Ever since that stuff was made public, it, it seemed like the, the, the intangibles of the room kind of shifted quite a bit. Yeah. And That's- you know, I well, mean, I, I agree, but I even for for Pete
2: DeBoer, like, what do you, like, as a coach, like, are you supposed to, and you're a new coach at that, like, you know, halfway through the year or whatever, are you supposed to, you know, abide by what management has made the, these decisions for? Like, they've already made the decision that Leonard's going to be the goalie. As the coach, a new coach at that, are you like, well, I would love to play Flurry in this game, but. Uh, maybe I shouldn't. You know, here's well, here,
1: yeah, I, 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 hear you out, but here's kind of the problem. What happens if Flurry they put in Flurry last night and then he wins, and then they win, he wins Game Seven, and then they go where right. oh, the Cup finally makes a run, right? And then you're kind of like, wow. Well, that's this is so that's look my, really bad if we get rid of him now.
2: That's exactly right, and that's what I'm saying. Why wouldn't they just wait and see how it played out? I, I, I get it. There's not a lot of time to make that decision, but I mean, figure it out, man. You got two really good goalies there. You have every opportunity to. You know, make a cup run with both of them if they're if they're both playing um in tandem, then like you know it might be good for you. Yeah. But then they kind of, you know, they threw it all out of whack. And honestly, things haven't been the same since that picture came out for
1: Vegas. No. Know. Well, you know, how how could they be the same, man? That's That creates a rift. It creates a buzz. It just creates animosity. Even yeah. if publicly, like, no, no, I, it's all good, guys. We're
2: here so, to and win. And like, the- and you know what? They do have to put a little respect on Marc-Andre Fleury's name for what he did for them, you know, the first year they were in the league and Absolutely. bringing them to the cup final. I mean, I would be pissed off, too. There's... I mean, I get it. It's the industry, whatever. But like, you know, he's entitled to feel. So like he's entitled I, I, to feel. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they're they're human. <laughs> but you
0: know, like, yeah, I, I, I know I said, was it last week or the week before that sentimentality means nothing. I would have put Flurry in just from a hockey standpoint because Leonard just wasn't looking good. So at that point you play to win the game. Like <laughs> I don't care who you start as long as it gives us an edge. And for whatever reason, DeBoer was sticking to his guns. I don't know how he could really think that,
2: you know, maybe, maybe maybe Gerard would have played him. And then they, they hired DeBoer because he's more of a a general manager's coach, like, like Queef is to Dubis. So like, I don't like, seriously though, like, you don't, I don't know like how much of, of these factors go into the decision and hiring a head coach and hiring and hiring like your goalie long-term. Like, I don't, I don't know if that ever plays a factor.
1: I mean, it, it might have some part of the some part of it, but let's 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 not completely think this is all Vegas's fault. I mean, Dallas, Dallas has been playing really well, and you know when you kind of look at it, they have that team built like the teams that always end up going on these runs. Look, they got a hot goaltender, and usually the team with the hot goaltender goes on one of the deepest runs. Um, you have like, there's a lot of talk about Kale McCarr. Quinn Hughes being studs Miro Heiskinen. he's only like his third fourth year in the league and he's leading this team in points throughout the playoffs he got 22 points 17 assists in all 21 games played so you have a young stud defenseman leading the way and obviously they have other good pieces at the back end you have Klingberg who's fourth in scoring on the team right now for the playoffs you also have Essa Lindell who's a good piece you have Andre Sequeira who yeah he's only got one point but he's a big body presence he's going to get the puck he's going to work hard and you know Jamie Ben like finally this guy is you know he was put on the fourth line for a bit he's the captain of this team you have veterans like Corey Perry who's been there before Joe Pavelski's been there before yeah Pavelski has a
2: squad they do man they have a really really good good, squad
1: squad they've got star players they've got veterans they've got defense they have a hot goaltender and they have great depth players and look at guys like Gurianov Gurianov is third in scoring he's got 17 points Rupe hints very underrated player. Radek Faxa, same thing. You know, Tyler Sagan hasn't even gotten going. He's win. got only has eight points these playoffs. Yeah. So imagine he starts picking up some steam in the that's, Stanley Cup final. That's
2: the scary part.
1: Not to mention Joel Kivaranta, who just came in out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like, Dallas has kind of got the names and the team and the luck. They just got everything. You're right. right. They have
2: everything going for them. They got the young guys who are working for them, and they're not like, you know, they're not
1: So Sorry, Cac, before you go on, my my point kind of was, like, people are going to make the excuse, oh, Dallas is in it. It's a bubble year. It's COVID. It's not real. But when you really break it down and you look at their team and the way they've been playing, a team like this should always go to make a deep run in the Cup Finals. You're going to need a little bit of luck. Yeah, you're going to need some luck. And I think Anton Kudobin, is the luck for them. Like, the guy was playing great, but, man, like, yeah,
0: he's still in the show right now. He's the con Smythe Oh, yeah, from, from game three on, yeah. But don't – and I know I I hate playing the shoulda, woulda, coulda game, but if Cal, uh, Colorado had a health, if they had their healthy roster, if Lanniscog wasn't hurt, if – Yeah, no, for uh, sure. Hey, sounds like hurt, the Leafs' excuses. Yeah, I know, I know, but <laughs> I just – I can't help but think – I get it. Colorado would have taken that series. I
2: I 100% agree with you, Kak. I mean, I'm a very strong advocate for Colorado Avalanche. Like, I really thought they had the perfectly built team to do what it takes to win the Stanley Cup this year. But all credit to Dallas. I mean, I didn't think they would have the stamina given the, the age of their roster. I believe they're off, the
1: one of the oldest average age teams in the league. I, th-
2: I think I think that's correct. So I thought they were just going to get out skated, out worked, out hustled, and they were going to lose, whether it was the easy way and quick four games or the hard way. And I mean, I you got to give it to them. I I'm shocked and good for them. Good on them.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm I not like I'm not shocked. I am a little surprised because. You know, there was Vegas, there was Colorado. I mean, those are really the only two teams. I, they, I mean, that they, they had to
2: go through a lot yeah. of solid cup contending teams. But like,
1: that's like, what you got to do. That's what you got to do to get to the cup. And, you know, Tampa, I guess if they can get through the Islanders, they would have beaten now the Islanders, Boston and Columbus. Um, I would think that's a little bit stiffer competition than what Dallas has had to go through. But, I mean, Vegas, Colorado's no joke. Um, who, did, who did they play in the first round again? Calgary? No, who? Who? Uh, Dallas.
0: They were in the round robin, so they didn't play anybody. No, round play. one,
1: round one, not oh, the playing yeah, round. I think, it, I think it was Calgary. I thought it was Calgary, wasn't right. it? Yeah.
2: I think you're right. Um, remember I anyways. said Dallas is going to win that series. I just don't think Calgary's got it. Boom.
1: <laughs> well, no. Uh, well, your prediction is wrong this year, so you can't pull out some shit out of your ass saying you like you pick St. Louis. Uh, because I'm I really still, sad I still about don't that. Actually. You did that. I'm sad. About what? I'm sad that Colorado. I-
2: yeah, I'm just sad I can't brag about it all year. Well, I,
1: I'll tell you why you're really sad, because your Nazem Kadri Hall of Famer uh, hot take just kind of got put to bed yeah, for at least was, a couple years. It
2: definitely <laughs> uh, it definitely got put out a, in a big way, but I'm hoping I can relight that flame later on. So.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of flames, um, Jeff Ward, oh. the inter- the interim tag was removed from his name. Yeah, you like that
2: one. You like yeah, that? There we go. You're welcome. <laughs> I teed that one up for you, pal.
1: Well, there was a there was a couple tees up there for me to whack at, but um the interim tag was that a, was that a honk? What was that?
0: I don't know why I snorted. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um yeah, so I lost my train of thought because now I just got me. Interim tag. tag. We we Jeff
2: speaking Warren. of flames, yeah. Well,
1: me and Mike we're used to share a room, and I'm just used to that sound with the snoring yeah. and all that. <laughs> yeah. Just go to Just go to bed an hour before me. It'll be fine. <laughs> um. Anyways, so, yeah, yeah, fun the- fact:
2: we used to play FIFA games to see who would sleep on their own mattress outside of our bedroom. Outside, we used to so take bad. the mattress, throw it on the floor, and be like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Another, another fun <laughs> fact: I don't snore. As much nor as loud anymore. So that's I, good.
1: I think that's a lie. We'll have to get a camera in there, and record Let's you see. sleeping. Right. <laughs> um. So yeah, the interim tag removed from Jeff Ward. Um. I'm not too sure. I don't know if you, any of you guys saw if there was like a two year, three year deal kind of announced with him, but he uh, was named the official head coach of the Flames. No longer an interim. Uh, moving on with coaches as well. Mike Babcock did not get the job in Washington.
2: Pike Babcock, man. Yeah. Pike Babcock did
1: not get the the job as was kind of thrown out there. Not too long ago, that Washington was interested in them. Um, Peter Laviolette. Coach for them. Yeah, Peter Laviolette was brought in and he got himself a payday. Um, just so, Lavi, north Lavi north no north one north. told
2: you life was going to be this way. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> coaching the Capitals. You can just jump and say, hooray.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it.
2: <laughs> yeah, he could,
1: he could say, hooray. He's getting paid like yeah, more exactly. $4, $4 million dollars. in a COVID year. You got to think Barry Trotz is like, where the hell was that a couple years ago, right? Almost yeah. as much as
2: William
0: Nylander. Oh, my God. Oh, come on. Uh, I'm, I'm kidding.
2: kidding. Continue. A
0: <laughs> couple of things. Uh, yeah. I was a little surprised that Most Calgary... underrated
2: player in NHL history, by
0: the way, if you guys didn't know.
1: Well, now we do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I was a little surprised that it took the Flames that long to settle with Jeff Ward. They, uh, uh, according to, I guess, Jeff Ward, it was more uh, making sure that they're – philosophies on the flames going forward aligned. Although you had a pretty much more than a month to talk about that. So I don't know what was going on there, but Hey, you know what Jeff Ward, they turned a corner with him. Great move in terms of Peter Laviolette uh, carousel coaches. Sure. Why not? I'm glad that they finally broke the bank a little bit. Um, Yeah. Too
1: little, too late. A bit of a desperate move.
0: Well, well, I don't know. It's hard to say that considering that they were one of the top teams in the East in the regular season, each of the two years under coach Todd Reardon. So I don't, they just couldn't get it done in the playoffs. They just ran into hot teams and they couldn't adapt. Now, is that a coaching thing? Is that a player thing? You hear stuff in the media, the media about like, um, how are we the media? (laughs) I guess we could be. Yeah. Whatever. We're, We're not really. <laughs> okay. But you hear stuff from For the media. Social media. Uh, that the Washington Capitals weren't taking this seriously in the bubble. I don't know how much of that to believe, to be honest. Um, so so maybe they do get someone like Lavi. I think, you know, hey, if it was either going to be him, Jard Gallant would have been a good move. I don't think Pabcock uh, would have been. I just, there's a lot of... there's still a lot of negative feelings where he's concerned and you know, and it also, they would have had to Washington would have had to negotiate the salary with the Toronto Maple Leafs. So I'm not sure if they were willing to do that for him. So, but hey, fuck, imagine being the Leafs and just like, hey, man, you want to be like take
2: 10 mil to be our coach and then we're going to fire you like two and a half years later. Whoa, well, you, you can't, not, predict, uh, you can't predict that. Like, I know it's just crazy. I like mean,
0: 6.8 or no, 6.2 or something. It like made something. him like, the highest paid coach in NHL history.
1: Regardless. I feel like if he wasn't so stubborn in his final year and then, you know, Dubas kind of just listened to him a little bit. Yeah, it might you know be different what?
2: Here. I'd be, I'd be petty as fuck if I was him. Kyle Dubis, thirty-two years old. Hey, Mike. Blah, 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 blah. Like, who do you think I wouldn't listen to him either? I mean, honestly, I wouldn't.
0: Like, well, I mean, there were other things about Babcock other than the, you know, the, the yeah, times, yeah, yeah. the, you know, the. Austro- sure. Yo, he yelled at me.
2: I cried in front of. He teams. made me make
0: a list, and he made me make it twice, and then he told the people that and I threw I under on the, the bus. I was
2: on the naughty list. <laughs>
1: <laughs> grow up, grow up. I mean, up. Yeah, yeah, that's bug. kind of what happened. I'm speaking of Dubis because you brought him up. Um, so oh, we did, yeah. we did touch about this cause I want to talk about it now. Cause we've got some time. Good idea. Um, so Lou Lamorello, I uh, will, we'll, we'll do this. The awards, more awards were given out this past week. So Lou Lamorello, um, he won the Jim Gregory GM of the year award. Um, Sean Couturier, he took home the Selkie, um, Nathan McKinnon. He took home the lady Bing. So he beat out our boy, Austin Matthews. Yeah. Um, the Jack Adams oh, went to Bruce Cassidy, so I know Mike, I know. you guys want to say something about that quick. And then Mark Giordano, uh, the captain of the Flames. Mark Giordano is not a coward, just in case you don't no, get No, I love up. Mark Giordano. He's I'm talking right. about
0: Cassidy.
2: Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid.
1: <laughs> yeah, along with Elias Anderson. They are cowards. Um, so Mark Giordano, the captain of the Flames. He took home the Mark Messier NHL Leadership Award. Um, the award is like the Vesna, the Hart, the Calder. Those will be handed out during the, the Stanley boys. Cup Final. So hopefully by next episode, the Cup Final will have gone underway. And we're going to have more award announcements there um but yeah before we go back to lou lamorello you guys wanted to talk about bruce cassidy both mm. you guys think he's not deserving of the award and i kind of want to know why seeing as boston no. won the president's trophy I've, was another top i'm team just in gonna the league tell again. you
2: right now i said it once on the pod, podcast before and i'll say it again bruce cassidy is, is is not as much of a coach as people like zidane Chara, brad Marshawn. Uh, Patrice Bergeron, like they, these guys, have a room full of seasoned vets. Like you can't tell me that it's it's this guy's mentality and his it's him that is the reason that they are so successful. I mean, you can attribute it to the general manager more so, in my opinion. Um, okay, would you they, say
1: would you say the same thing for Alain who who is also up for coach of the year? I mean, the GM there. I mean, before Ron Hextall got fired. He brought in Kevin Hayes. I mean, James Van Reems, like, wasn't a good signing. Um, but, you know, he kept Ivan yeah, on He brought in Carter Hartz. You're just going to not give it to Alain Vigneault. You're just going to give it to a GM. If I, the team does well?
2: Well, no. I would much more. I would have much preferred Alain Vigneault to get this award, although he was kind of pissing me off throughout the playoffs. But uh, I think he took a team that really didn't have much. Going f- like I don't I don't think any of anyone thought that they were going to go into the playoffs as the team that was favored to win the Stanley Cup. So that's I think an accomplishment on its own. Um, yeah, I mean I I think they exceeded my expectations for them. I mean Boston is notoriously a good team. Cac looks confused or constipated. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, Restorilax, bro. Get yeah, restorelax It, it <laughs> helps. We should get sponsored by restorelax We should. You know? We should have yeah. a good CAC, shit let's hear it uh, <laughs> uh it's
0: good shit it's good shit uh, <laughs> oh crap uh oh wow <laughs> I, I why if if, if if we're talking about yeah, odell if we're talking about oh come on if it's we're good. talking about teams that overachieved why aren't we talking about look why are we talking about the columbus blue jackets we yeah. all know that the b- butt hurt media boys and girls didn't vote for Tortorella because he's been mean to them. And so they went to Boston. Shit. Barry Trott should have been up for it. True.
2: Well, well,
0: I don't know about that because he in the regular last season, year. they were kind of teetering, right? Like, uh, I, that's if true. If you're talking about regular season, like, look, and we've said it's this true, before, fair. Tortorella lost Panarin, Bobrovsky, Duchesne, Dezingle.
1: Jones McQuaid. and Warensky wrote for a period of time. Exactly,
0: they were riddled with injuries. Right. How do you not give it to him? Yeah, okay. Especially I, I when agreed. they took the Toronto Maple Leafs and made them look like idiots. I think well, it the did, Leafs to do
1: that to themselves. Yeah,
2: idiots, yeah, absolutely
1: right. Um, they
0: did
2: make them look like idiots. So, I think it's so, just about the league and like the the image that Tortorella presents. They don't want to promote. A guy like him Even though I think He's a great coach I like the way that He handles the media And he handles I know me I like that he's Very passionate And that he Doesn't give a fuck about Well that hold, on, says, hold on Hold on no?
1: I, I love Tortorella too But he is kind of A dink to the media
2: Yeah he is kind of A dink and Someone who's been Like, but, like, like study
1: what? journalism And like you're just Trying to get your You're trying To do your job Like John Just suck it up No one wants to be there Just say two lines You say the name And well, shut up
2: <laughs> Yeah I do that I
0: coming. think <laughs> and, and I don't know I mean be careful uh, just take this with a grain of salt. The thing that I don't think the, the thing that I believe that Tortorella doesn't like about the media is that they, some of them have this holier than thou attitude. And I think in Tortorella's eyes, if you aren't involved in the game, if you haven't had experience in the game, then shut your yap yeah. to, to take his words. Right. So I think there's a few uh, people out there, bloggers, writers that think, that they're all holier than thou and that they're the big shit and that could rub Tortorella the wrong way. As for the Bruins, they are always a contender every year. Um, I, I don't know. I've, I, I just think that the coach of the year award is a, is, is a, should go to a coach that had a team that had very little and used it to its maximum potential. And Boston already had a pretty good roster. Columbus, right. not so much. So and maybe, yeah, I, I mean, mean, you're Coach over here,
2: you're over year. Boston didn't really have to do anything. They didn't really have to change much for them to be good again. So like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, if, if he was nominated this year, he should have been nominated last year. I, I don't but know. I think
0: was, the but. media did slight Tortorella and that's it. And you know, might've, I don't think it was, I, th- I don't think it was not an accident.
1: Yeah, so going back to how we originally got on this topic, um, Lou yeah, Amorello, he won, the, he won the GM of the Year award. Um, and as soon that as face that face says it all, look at it, man! Look, at I it. know it's just beautiful, um, the Godfather himself. But as, as soon as he was announced that he uh, he won this award, man, you had to go to Twitter and you just had <laughs> to see the people. There's like two sides to this. It's like, oh well, there goes Lou, and the Leafs screwed up again because Lou won the GM of the Year. And our boy, well, I don't know if he's really our boy, but we'll say he's our boy, Steve Simmons, just happens, to tweet, <laughs> just happens to tweet out, in the last two years, 17 different general managers have gotten at least one vote for this award, and Kyle Dubas has gotten zero of both oh, years. And man. everyone was super upset at Steve Simmons for bringing that into play. He got and, ratioed
0: hard. I mean, I
1: get it. I mean, he's taking shots when it's not really warranted. But, hey, facts are facts. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. like. And then people come in, obviously, you know who we're talking about. Um, come to, to Dubis's defense. Well, he got stuck with Zaitsev and Barlow, and all those bad contracts left by Lou. So it's not his fault. You had to pay for a first round pick. And I'm know, looking at me
0: Swan. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and
1: it's like just take your take your fucking garbage and go dump it somewhere else because. I mean, I like. I don't even know what to say. Like, people are so upset because Dubis doesn't get a vote for this award. How about if you actually? It. Yeah. How about if you actually do uh, do stuff that yeah deserves do, the biz.
2: Award? Yeah. Yeah, do exactly. business? Yeah. Do yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Do business. Do biz. Yeah. I mean, he <laughs> has done
1: business, but the moves that would kind of lean Dubas towards getting votes, if yeah. let's say the Tyson Berry trade paid off or they got out of the first round, or they didn't mess up the backup goaltending situation, or they didn't give Marner and Tavares and Nylander all this or, money. Or and notice or how off-loading, I didn't include Matthews in there because he's the only one who deserves it.
2: Offloading Marlowe's contract for uh, and giving up a first-round draft pick. like The, whole, uh, the only thing only uh, bringing in
1: Cody Ceci thinking it's going to improve your defense. The only thing I like Dubas and what he did this year he brought in Jason Spezza. And poor Jason Spezza, he comes to Toronto to win, and now he's got to sit on the couch where he's been sitting, and he's got to watch his former team, the Dallas Stars, make a cup run. It's a damn <laughs> shame. He deserves better. I, it, I, I just, it's, I don't know, man.
0: I think there's two things I think about this. Uh, one, I wasn't, ups- I wasn't upset. I was upset that Breezebois of Tampa Bay didn't win because I thought he made a lot more... Uh, much more improvements to the team than Lou did this past year. Yeah, they did make the some thing, good moves. The thing about the Simmons th- th- uh, tweet and why he was so, I guess, ratioed so hard and met with vitriol, I think it's because, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not sure if he was the one that that said this, but wasn't Simmons the one that put the article that other GMs in the league don't like Dubas because he asks for too much in return for his players?
1: I, i'm not sure but that's that not that sounds like part of that me do.
0: thinks that was him so 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 then like first people got mad at that like oh we're gonna get mad at a gm who wants better pieces in return for what he sacrifices and trades uh still try to figure out how he had to sacrifice a first for marlo but whatever um and so then you have this and it's just that Simmons will tell you it's not personal it's on principle but the more he keeps harping on Dubis, it kind of feels like it is personal like I get it Mark Hunter was your baby but I don't know I, the more he does this the more it seems to me that it's a personal vendetta um and that's it I really but I do believe that Brisebois should have won it yeah Kak I know you you're very much on
2: that but like I think also what makes a good general manager isn't the moves that he made to make the team better. It's the moves that he also didn't make to make the team worse. Like, I I think what's an important distinction for a general manager is knowing when to make a move, not just making a move for the sake of making a move. If you look at what Lou Lamorello did, he didn't do a lot, like you said, but it's that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, he made one major acquisition in Pajot, and it worked out beautifully for them. He's
0: oh. been phenomenal for now. Um, it was I, a big. It was it was. I mean, price. I mean, I mean, yeah, like he's been years or something. Uh, he's been phenomenal. Yeah, he had he's, to sacrifice to get him. Yeah. Go on, Mike.
2: Yeah, conditional picks. Most of them were conditional picks. Were they not? Okay,
0: keep talking I'll f- and I'll try to find it.
2: Anyway, so I, I think he's just a very smart businessman. He knows what's a good deal and what's not a good deal. And he's not just willing to give up whatever another team is asking for just to get the piece that he's looking for. He knows what his players are worth, what they're not worth. And then, you know, he makes accurate, really good business decisions versus Kyle Dubis, uh, He kind of came in and was like, Boom! Big, big move here. Big signing. Big trades. Like, let's just mix it up around. See, let's mix it up a little. See what's going to happen. I, uh, I don't know. I mean, I like Tampa. The GM made a lot of good moves there, but I mean, I, I think Lou was more calculated in those decisions a little. Yeah, bit. I'm
1: not. I'm not going to totally disagree, but I will. I will go with CAC that I do think Briezuel. Uh, was a little bit more deserving. I mean, when you look at the way Tampa went out last year, getting their ass whooped, swept 4 nothing by the Blue Jackets, um, he knew he had to make a lot of moves. And, you know, he didn't panic. He didn't fire John Cooper. He didn't make any big, crazy trades. But, you know, during the year and on the offseason and at the trade deadline, he brought in guys like Luke Shen, Kevin Shattenkirk on a minimum, Zach Zach Bogosian, um, Patrick Maroon, Blake Coleman. Yeah. Um, good row, good Barclay, good I,
2: I mean, he, those are, those are really, really solid moves. Those like, are let, the
1: moves, depth moves that where you get your team tougher and grittier to go on deep playoff runs. So how do you not give him well, a couple of yeah, steps? Exactly. And Lord? he like,
0: let go of JT Miller for yeah. a first round pick and they somehow got better. But yeah, I, I have some I,
2: I agree with both of those sentiments and the idea, the mentality behind it. But like you're taking a already very, very good Tampa Bay team. And Adding to that roster to make to to build around them to make them better for more fortified more secure versus Lou Amorello in his position was okay we we just lost our I mean the year before just lost our captain or whatever right we're kind of people kind of thinking we're on a, a little bit of a rebuild mode but then he's like boom boom couple moves here and all of a sudden they're a surprise contender like I think that's impressive.
0: So I got the trade. So the Jean-Gabriel so Jean Pagiot, in exchange for... So the conditional 20, uh, 2020 first-round pick is if the Islanders win the draft lottery and select top three, the pick becomes a 2021 first-round pick. So the, so Ottawa gets the Islanders' 2020 first-round pick, the second-round pick, and then a conditional third-round pick in 2022. The pick is transferred if the New York Islanders win the Cup this year. So basically, they, they got... Pajot for this year's first second and possibly third if they win the cup
1: yeah i think that's what you said so yeah so it's definitely yeah, two picks yeah, hefty yeah. price
2: sure you can call it that but like at the same time he has so much cap space to work with in in new york that he can make well, wonder god uh, he's got matt barzell coming up okay still though but like he's got he's got to make those signings obviously but even still like he's going to have lots of room there to make a couple of good signings and they could potentially be good for the next 3 to 4 or 5 years going forward i mean they're still a pretty young team and they still got a good core group of players i think so i mean I think he's on the right track. I, I I don't know. I don't hate the decision. I more so just think I love it because I just want to stick it to Dubas a little more. But <laughs> well, you know. that's how this whole thing started.
1: Was just people going at Dubas saying like, "Oh, look what happened here. You let the Leafs let Lou go, and Lou wins GM of the Year, and the Islanders go on this deep run, and it always comes back to the Leafs." Blah blah blah. You well, know, I'm um, like, it, it's it is a fact that he won yeah. it. They let him go, and he's he's doing sure. better. They've won more playoff series, but. I'm tired of all this bringing it back to the leaf stuff. Well, here, so I'll bring it back. I'll to.
0: bring it back to what we're talking about then. Pajot, so they have 8 million. So the New York Islanders, according to Cap Friendly, right now have 8.9 million in cap space. Pajot was making 3.1 this year. Then they extended him and he signed for 5 million a season. So it's quite the jump, really. It's a yeah. big hike.
1: They'll still have, I guess, my masters would be correct. They'll have around 5, 6 million left. To play with, and then I think they can Roughly. re-sign Matt Barzell. Um, I don't know uh, how what, you're going to do. What does Barzell's contract say right there? So uh, he's got to be coming up, him, right?
0: Yeah. No, he is up. So
1: yeah, because he Where was is in he? that. He was in oh, that 2015. He's an RFA. Yeah.
0: So he's an RFA. So right I mean, now, what's a
1: guy like that going to command now? <laughs> well, definitely
0: not. Definitely not. Eight hundred and sixty-three
1: thousand. Well, yeah, but does he look at someone like Mitch Martin and be like, "I'm, I'm kind of not as good uh, as him, but I'm definitely not three million dollars less than him." AKA, he's probably going to want a seven, eight million dollar deal. That's I tough. would give it to him.
0: It's tough it to him because solid he's solid player. I mean. Other than his 85 point rookie year in which Tavares was a part of it, he's had 62 points, 60 points, and 68 games this year. In the playoffs, he's played 20 games, five goals, ten assists for 15 points. Uh, I Star mean,
1: player, number one guy on the team. I yeah. you know, I so cack. I, I agree that
2: the 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 stats kind of speak for themselves. I mean, for themselves. I don't know. I mean, would you compare more to like a Nylander? Uh, I think he's a little
1: bit more dynamic than Nylander. Yeah, I, would ha- and
2: I would absolutely agree with you. I think he's a much more well-rounded well rounded hockey player in general. I mean, points. Matt Martin,
0: so. Kunak, uh Kunak, 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 uh, Kunakl, Kunakl, Kunakl. Kunakl. And, Kunakl and Brassard are up. And they're UFAs this year. So maybe that makes more room. I I think he's going to sign a lot,
2: a few of the tough boys. I think he's going to let a lot of people walk though. And I think, yeah, like I
0: said, Godfather
2: Lou, man, the guy's got so many tricks up his sleeve.
0: Like, yeah. Andy Green's going to be off the books too. I have, I have nothing but faith in that man. Honestly, I I don't think he
2: could, I, I don't think he could do any wrong at
0: this point. Holy yeah. shit, Andy Green's making $5 million this yeah, he's, season?
1: Yeah, he's making a heavy ticket. I remember looking at him oh, on the bench. He had shit. that big gray beard. He looked like he was 50 years old. Um, but anyway, we'll take a break here. We're going to plug in Joe. Uh, Joe LaPera, our listener of the month. Hey. Um, so we talked to him oh. about his playing days, what he likes uh, about us, and, and we asked a bunch of goalie questions. So without further ado, here is Joe. Listener of the month, number two. Joe LaPera Welcome Big Legend to the show. Big if, Legend
2: If we had our soundboard we would we would put the sound of a pl- round of applause up there but we don't have it right now I know so. we'll
1: have, when we get the studio going in the soundboard again we'll have the better sound effects to introduce him properly but I love the shirt first of all tell me that's number 13 Matt Sunday wow. Oh baby yeah.
3: This was uh, this was the memorabilia day at uh, the ACC I think it was his Hall of Fame induction Wow uh, yeah you got uh, t-shirts and stuff it was unreal
1: yeah, that's, that's awesome. awesome. I actually, it's it looks familiar because I think I was at the one where they did Doug Gilmore and they were giving out those lick on tattoos, and it was that <laughs> exact same leaf with number ninety three in it. Um, so that's really cool. So guys, Joe is listener number listener of the month number two. Ooh. As we said, uh, he discovered our podcast a couple of weeks ago, and he's been leaving comments. He's been listening to every episode, so obviously <laughs> we appreciate it. it.
0: How did you find us? <laughs>
1: uh,
3: it was. Uh it came onto my recommended channel and then I was on LinkedIn actually. And I saw that geo had it as well. And like, it it was just came together and then I love Love Mikey. I feel about Mikey the way Mikey feels about Kadri.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh no. (laughs) What do you, what do you think about Mike (laughs) Mike's a future hub of famer.
3: Oh,
2: big time. Oh, Oh, Maybe in the broadcasting industry. We'll see.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So Joe, um, we, we teed up last week, um, that you had played, um, a pretty high level of hockey. So you want to just kind of give the listeners a little bit of background of your hockey playing days. Sure.
3: Um, played minor with Oakville triple a, um, and then went to the Mississauga senators, um, and then was drafted 2007 to the Saginaw spirit in uh, the 14th round. Um, went to rookie camp, uh, had a pretty good camp and then ended up getting uh, the invite to main camp and then made it as a 16 year old. So actually, uh, Ryan Daniels was the starting goalie. He was uh, drafted to Ottawa. Um, so he was actually at NHL camp, second string goalie, played the first game of the season, ended up getting pulled. So I was kind of thrown in first OHL game, first game of the season at 16. So wow. it was pretty cool. It was a good experience for sure.
0: So you were walking around the halls and you were an OHLer. Yeah, I uh well, I, I remember
2: I remember that actually. Joe, we had a, I, I had a biology class with you. Uh, we had Miss something, she was a British teacher, I forgot. Oh, her Dunn Sandsworth,
0: wow. Round? No, Miss Round. Miss Round. Round. Round, yeah, that's the one. Uh, yeah, I remember that.
2: though, you sat right beside me for a while.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: So I moved grade eleven um, and then came back like middle of grade twelve ish. Right. So yeah, that's hilarious, Miss Rounds' class. Yeah, I remember. I remember that. I remember that yeah.
2: very clearly. Actually, that was a good time. Definitely
3: did
1: not do too well in biology. No, it's okay.
2: <laughs>
0: Whatever it's okay. You're, you you played you played in the OHL. What yeah, was, it, what, was exactly. it, what was it?
1: What was it like? Like breaking into the OHL at age sixteen? Because uh, I never actually got drafted, but I did go to a camp the year before. Um, it was kind of like an introductory saying like, Hey, this is your draft. year coming up. This is what you can kind of expect. And I, I did it in Oshawa. So I was at the general motors arena and I remember it being super intimidating. And if you remember, I was always one of the smaller stature guys and obviously a goalie is a totally different position, but what was it like going into a league full of overage guys and stuff like that? And you're 16.
3: Yeah, well, don't worry about size. I was a 5'10 goalie on a good day. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I didn't have much out there. But I remember looking at some of the guys and being like, these are men. Like, these aren't boys. You know what I mean? I just remember some of the guys being so big. Yeah. Just the experience alone was, it was almost overwhelming at times. But I knew that I was lucky to
1: be there. So, it was really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Um,
2: I, I would have personally shot my pants, so good on you. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: And I've said that before. I've said that line word for word before that I would – like I think it was Ben Finelli when he was on here. I literally told him I would have shit myself if I, yeah. if I was
3: in that position. Yeah, you, you, you definitely had the nerves going and everything like that. But the guys are really nice. Like once you saw some of the older guys taken to you and the, the teammates were really nice, so that definitely helped.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. That's good stuff to hear. So let's get into a little bit of uh, goalie talk in the NHL. Um, I know when you left a comment on our YouTube channel a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about Freddie Anderson because at least we're thinking about moving on. And I kind of suggested, you know, maybe there's some better options out there. You know, I took a little bit of heat, um, but, you know, I'm not hating on Freddie Anderson. I think he's a great goalie, but there's going to be guys available like Marc-Andre Fleury, uh, Matt Murray's on the trade block. Uh, Washington officially announced today that they're not bringing back Brayden Holpe. They're going to let him go to free agency. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about the Holpe Anderson because that's kind of the one where I thought, you know, I think that would be a little bit of an upgrade and you know, I got some flack for that. And <laughs> before we, before we get your opinion, I want to kind of defend myself a little bit. You know, I'm not necessarily saying Brayden Hopi is an all world better goaltender than Freddie Anderson. What I am saying is that he's battle tested. He's been through the muck. You know, he went on those runs with Washington and, He's gotten over the the hump a little bit, and that's just something we never have seen Freddie Anderson do. We don't know if he's going to do it next year. Who knows? Um, so let's get your opinion because you said you didn't think he was an upgrade, and you came at me. So <laughs> <laughs> let's bring it. I what? Like what that. I love what, it. What's your analysis? Do you think Holtby's a better option? Do you think uh, Matt Murray or Mark Andre Fleury? Like, give us your thoughts.
3: The way I feel about Anderson is kind of the way I felt about DeMar DeRozan. Like, I love the guy, but, like, the change needs to be made. You know what I mean? I just don't think he's the guy to get the job done. That's Which, exactly
1: what I the, said. Sorry to interrupt you, but, no, Mikey, no. Mikey, Mikey, I told you. <laughs>
3: yeah, like, as, as much as I want Freddie to be the guy, like, I remember the days of, like, Cujo and Belfort, and, like, just loving those guys, and I kind of want that same thing. But at the end of the day, Freddie still hasn't won a playoff series. Yeah. So changes definitely need to be made, and, and – it's it's tough who you're gonna bring in. You know what I mean? Because playing for the Leafs isn't an easy thing. It's no. not.
2: It's 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 very difficult. And I think if you swap Frederick Anderson with Braden Holby in this season, I think Freddie goes further. I personally think he might have played better for a better Washington Capitals than he did for, you know, a a very offensive offense heavy you know, weak defensive Toronto Maple Leafs. So I, I think that all goes into into consideration as well. Yeah. I think you put Frederick Anderson on several other teams this year, and, you know, the the Edmonton Oilers, the Calgary Flames, and I think those teams go a lot further than they did with their, you know, their goalies that they did this year. That's, that's my opinion on Freddie, uh, but I do agree. You're right. I mean, at some point you're going to have to move on. If he's not the guy, he hasn't won a playoff series. I mean, you know. Yeah. That's business, right?
3: In the last, like, eight playoff series, I don't think he's gotten out. So, yeah. like, not a good track record.
1: No, no, it's not. I mean, if you want a good regular season, you want good padded numbers for the season, Freddie Anderson's your guy. But there, I – and I'm not – we've talked about this, like, so much. I It's not Freddie Anderson's fault the Leafs got knocked out. But – obviously the defense is terrible they didn't back him up but right. that goal you let in from Liam Foody at the side of the yeah. net the same one two years in a row yeah. like joe you're a goalie would you not be kicking yourself in the head and thinking like 100%. how the hell did that one go in
3: it's just a momentum killer right yeah. like, it just it fucks everything up and like yeah. that's a goal that you can't can give up especially in that like late in the playoffs like it's yeah. just you can't you can't give that up yeah.
1: it's crunch time <laughs> like, yeah. and i've i've always i've always said it too you know goalies it's the position they, they never get the credit when credit's due most of the time. Obviously, when goalies stand on their head, they'll get the praise. But if they're going and making 43 saves – and no one's really talking about them but if they let in one or two bad goals it's it's all on the goalie get him out of there oh,
0: yeah. pull him oh, so
2: it's such a very unforgivable position to play i well, can't i
0: wouldn't imagine being able we're talking to play about it. this guy he had 936 in the playoffs and we're like get them the hell out of yeah, here right? know. you know
3: and before that game i think he had a 964 or yeah. something yeah. like yeah. that yeah. like there's unheard of numbers but still at the end of the day still can't
1: get the job yeah. done right so yeah, yeah. Um, it, we we also sprouts, wanted to ask man. you about um, the situation in Vegas. Um, you know, oh. um, we we don't know if you've ever been in a situation like this where you've been with another partner of yours and you guys have swapped positions back and forth, or someone got overthrown. In hockey, but, yeah, in yeah hockey. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, if 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 you were Mark Andre Fleury, and you know, let's say I I kind of think I'm putting the tea leaves together here because I think. Flurry and Alan Walsh, they got wind that Robin Leonard had a five-year deal waiting for him. Um, how would you feel kind of slighted, you know, like put yourself in Marc-Andre Flurry's shoes. Would you publicly come out and say like, yeah, I'm not happy. Would you want to stay in Vegas? Like what would, what would you want to do?
3: That's so tough. First of all, that whole, backstabbing picture was so messed up
1: yeah <laughs> wild
3: <laughs> some
0: alan walsh's daughter did it or something yeah. it yeah. was so you're hard. right though it, it was pretty messed
2: up I, yeah. I now that you say it it was pretty messed up it's so twisted.
1: weird yeah
3: but uh, the thing about flurry is he's always been known as a pretty good teammate but he's also a really good goalie i think if if you have to find out where that source came from, right? If yeah. it's a credible source, and I think you're allowed to express your unhappiness. I think he deserves a little bit better than that. I agree. Um, It's just a weird situation. Like, I don't know where Leonard comes in and he's the man. It's almost like Flurry's just forgotten about. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so and it, about it's him.
1: not like they brought him in at the beginning of the season. They went out and got him at the trade deadline. Right, right,
3: right. And then it's just like here. Here's everything. Yeah, yeah, they
2: just, they just, and, and that's what I said in the podcast earlier, Joe, before you joined us. Uh, you'll listen to it, obviously, at work whenever you get a chance. <laughs> um, but I basically said the exact same thing. Like, Flurry was there from the beginning, when since the very start for Vegas. And, you know, he took them to a cup final and they did really well with him as their goaltender. So I, right. I find it a little bit. Uh, it's kind of a scumb- scumbag move, I, I think. Yeah. Scumbag
0: move. He was barely doing anything during the season. You're talking
2: I, about a scumbag move. Uh, okay, <laughs> I understand, Cac. You know, I I'm sure you see a lot being the mascot for the, the
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: You're right. I mean, you're right. I I do agree with you. But you're but just as you guys pointed out, I mean, they got him at the trade deadline. He didn't really have a lot of time to prove himself. And then they're just going to hand him everything on a silver platter. I mean, I think at least give Flurry the rest of the season to prove himself. You know
0: why? Hold on. Why would you give him the rest of the season? He wasn't doing it three quarters of the way anyway. I mean, give
2: him the playoffs at least because that's. I mean, he's a he's a vet man. This guy's a multi cup winner. Like you know, he came in brought two to times a, he was a backup. But <laughs> he, uh, you know what i i'm sick of it flurry's a good like saying girl. glenn healy's a
0: stanley cup champion for the <laughs> glenn, glenn
2: healy's the only when
0: we won the cup in 94 nobody you sat in the bench you know farting your ass off like, yeah well no well, before before we
1: get joe out of here because there's one more thing we want to ask him you you talk about flurry I... being a backup so that kind of brings in matt murray uh what do you do you think Matt Murray is an upgrade we'll we'll bring it to the Leafs cuz we're the Toronto boys here. <laughs> um do you think Matt Murray would be the upgrade? I know a lot of people say ever since those two Stanley Cups, he was kind of thrown in there at the last minute. He did, it wasn't really because of him and ever since Fleury left, he's been kind of average, but I'm kind of looking at it the same thing as Holpe. I'm thinking, you know, he's a younger guy. He's got two Stanley Cup rings, take it for what you will, but he's been there, done that. Um do you think Matt Murray would be a good fit in Toronto?
3: I do. And he's got that connection with Sheldon Keefe, right? I think he coached him in the Sioux. They won a bunch of shit together. So um, I I do see that as a pretty good fit at the end of the day. He he has two cups, right? He's a proven winner. And I think he's still like 25 or 26 super young. So I think that'd be a pretty good fit
2: for sure. Yeah. I I agree. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, time time will tell, right? I mean, I, I just, I feel like I have a piece of me is it, it, with Frederick Anderson, but right. you're right. It's just, <laughs> I, I agree. I mean, I just feel like he just got, a sh- he's dealt a shitty hand. Yeah, the uh, have been kind of an absolute mess.
1: Well, you're attached to him. But it's because the Leafs haven't had a goalie like Freddie Anderson in Man, so he's, long. He's
2: right? Ever? He's the. Be- I think he's the best goalie to ever play for Toronto. Okay, right let's on. pump the brakes I mean, here, buddy. I mean, this I mean, like, like in our in the modern era. <laughs> <blocks>.
3: Yeah,
2: Joe. <laughs> who's your favorite I goalie? Mean, like,
3: I feel for Mikey though, because I do want, like, I I like Freddie, and I want to yeah. like Freddie, but I think for the for the team, the changes have to be made, just like yeah. the, the Raps, right? So yeah, that's true. Best
0: goaltender of all time, though. Yeah, best goaltender of all time, and who was your favorite
1: goalie growing up? Yeah, let's go.
3: My opinion, best goalie of all times, probably Patrick Waugh. Wow! Wow! Okay. okay. Uh, or Brodeur. And growing up, I was obsessed with Patrick Waugh. I did uh, my speech? Nice. Remember the speeches that you had to do? Oh yeah. do remember oh yeah! Oh yeah! Patrick <laughs> Waugh and all those little superstitions. He never touched a line. He would jump over every blue line and red line. Wow! Yeah, yeah it was. He was a really. He fine talked to player. his posts yeah yeah Yeah. oh i know did Did you have any superstitions what's up did
0: you have any superstitions
3: i did yeah so i had to put on my right equipment always first so right skate first right pad
0: okay um when
3: i got into the net i had to shuffle four times if i gave up a goal i had to shuffle yeah (laughs) borderline ocd
0: <laughs> I mean uh, hey you're a goalie you got you, I, guys you got know some what? weird things. I, I've <laughs> always
2: said goalies have to be weird guys because mm-hmm. and that's not a bad thing because I love you obviously. <laughs> uh, but they have to be they have to be weird guys because yeah. like only only They're like on a, their own.
0: Only a crazy yeah. person would put himself in a position that a goalie does. So my my brother what did he used to do? You couldn't talk to him before a game, kind of like Mike Richter, he didn't want to talk to anybody and he had a pair of Montreal Canadiens underwear that he always had to wear. But then he grew <laughs> out of them. And then he started to panic. So whatever <laughs> oh, wins, man. man, whatever makes you win. Right. It, but it, I, I get the right side, left side first. and all that. Yeah. If one <laughs>
3: thing is off, like you just think you're going to have the worst game in the
1: world. It's for sure. Way. Yeah.
3: That's a lot of
0: pressure to live up to, you know, yeah, it is, well, but Hey,
1: I- sorry, go ahead, Joe.
2: I was
3: just saying, like Mike was saying, the margin for error as a goalie is so small, right? Like as a player, you can miss a pass. Okay. Whatever. If you miss a shot, it's a goal. You know what I mean?
2: It's Right. Just- I agree. It's an unforgivable position. So I respect you, sir.
1: Yeah, and we respect you for being goalie and we respect you for being listener of the month for us. Um, We really appreciate you jumping on board with the show, subscribing and following us and leaving comments. Um, Guys, you guys can be like Joe and get on the show and talk about how much we love Freddie Anderson, but unfortunately, he's just got to go. So, Joe, thank you so much for joining the show. All right, guys, so that was Joe LaPera. You guys can be like Joe, you guys can Big be beauty. a listener of the month. All you have to do is just follow us, subscribe to our show, uh, tweet at us, leave a comment on our YouTube channel, leave a review on the iTunes, Spotify page. Um, we'll get you on the show just like we did here with Joe and, um, uh, you could talk about anything you want. Um, so we started that a couple months ago now. So Joe was uh, listener of the month. Number two, along with, uh, Thomas Rickus, both friends of the show. Yeah. Um, so before we kind of wrap up our, our episode 38 here, um, a couple little more notes. I think I mentioned off the top of the show, Jonas Brodeen of the Minnesota Wild. He re-signed his extension today. Uh, seven years, $42 million, So it's about $6 million a year AAV. It's pretty I think hefty. I saw somewhere from Russo from The Athletic. Um, I think the first four or five years, there's a no movement, no trade clause. Um, I would assume most of the contract is, is heavy front-loaded. Um, does this mean money was taken away from Matt Dumba? Uh, who knows what's going to happen there in Minnesota? So we're going to keep our eyes on that. Um, Braden Holpe, he's going to free agency. Um, we, we asked Joe about Braden Holpe. Um, he gave us kind of what his thoughts would be on where he would go. And uh, I think we, we're gonna, we threw it out there that maybe the Leafs should sign him. I, I said it a couple episodes ago. I said I think Holpe would be an upgrade from Freddie Anderson. Yeah, and I he disagree. Left, yeah, he left us a comment he disagreed too. Um, so, but the Capitals announced that they're going to let him go. Um, I don't know. Where do you guys think re resigns? I was kind of looking on hockey Twitter today. A lot of people are saying he's going to stay in Canada, he's going to come back home to Canada. And <laughs> Calgary and Edmonton are going to be Ooh. two teams. They need a goalie. I Edmonton's completely... been looking for a goalie forever, but Edmonton, it's. Edmonton and free agency and Braden Holpe, it just screams out overpay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I I mean? I
2: completely agree, and I think that's exactly going to be the case here. But you you know what?
1: If I'm Edmonton, I will overpay. Um, I maybe try and get a little bit of less term, but Edmonton needs a goalie because you got Connor McDavid. You got Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, you, You need a goalie back there. Cam Talbot, Mike Smith just aren't getting it done. And then that goes the same way for Calgary as well. You know, big save Dave is there. But they had Cam Talbot and they had Mike Smith and they it's couldn't get enough. it done. No, it's
2: definitely not enough. I think both of those teams are solid contenders to land Braden Holpe for sure.
1: Yeah, and as we said as well, Tampa Bay um, game five uh, went last night. I'm we're uh, I'm predicting at least a gentleman's sweep. Let's say Tampa Bay won last night of a score of four to one. They're off to the Stanley Cup Finals. What do you guys make a prediction for what happens? I'm not predicting anything anymore. (laughs) I knew that
2: was coming, but I think it's uh, it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be like a 4-3 win. Not that high-scoring. (laughs) 4-3 win for the Islanders, actually. No matter
0: matter how long this series goes, the fact that this Stanley Cup Final is in Canada – And we have a team in Texas playing a team in Florida in the Stanley Cup Final. I find that hell ironic.
1: Uh, You could just thank Gary Bettman and the parody for that.
0: Did you see him (laughs) yesterday bopping to the music? No, I didn't. No? (laughs) He's a vibe.
1: You got to send me that. We'll post it to our Instagram and Twitter. Oh god, I'll find it somewhere. (laughs) Um, But but. speaking of Stanley Cup Finals, I saw on Twitter that uh, Jim Houston and Craig Simpson, they're going to be calling Uh, the Stanley Cup Finals. Do they have to? Yeah, they have to, and so I'm fully expecting Kasperi Kapanen to win the Con smythe Award. <laughs> um, he's going to score a big overtime goal, and then he's going to win the Con smythe Award. If you guys don't understand that joke, just go back to Game 4 uh, with Columbus and Toronto, because Kasperi Kapanen with the overtime winner. <laughs> um, you know, I, like as much as I love Canada and Sportsnet and TSN, I jim Houston, i have got an affinity with Brudal. you and craig from the from the playstation two days and the old ea sports nhl great, great save, save Longo. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> to daniel Sedin, um but come on man
0: Score!
2: yeah,
1: yeah. This, <laughs> this guy's just getting he's losing his marbles a little bit he's
2: kind of sounds a bit like scooby-doo yeah, and not bro, to
1: mention bro. that ridiculous haircut in that Lay's commercial just makes oh, things so Lays much worse. Oh, that Lay's commercial is the
0: epitome oh. of cringe. Oh, my God. So bad. Hey, That's like an school sofa. <laughs> There's <laughs> yeah. nothing good about that commercial. Nothing. He's literally it's
1: so horseshit. He's got a bowl of soup
0: with that haircut. Um, Everything is just so wrong with it. Yeah. So. I switched to Pringles after I saw that commercial. <laughs> yeah.
2: By the way, uh, shout out to my picture back here. That's my, the goat Austin Matthews. That's the other goat Jose Bautista. That's the goat of the Toronto team over there. The, uh, the Toronto Raptors after they won
0: their first ever uh, NBA Thanks. championship. Thanks for reminding me. Toronto. This is why we can't have good things, okay? You hype this team up all, all friggin' year. Yeah, and year I and wanted a half. to get into this yeah, with you, you because I and don't then understand. You shit
2: on Pascal Siakam, yeah.
0: I didn't. Is that sh- what you're talking about? Okay, yeah, well, you I, specifically. I'm no, saying. Yeah, no. I think I, I think I CAC's wasn't one of those a, trolls. I think
1: Cax got a gripe with the Toronto Raptors fans, and I've got you to know. hear this.
0: I love. Look, I look Rafer Alston for a time was one of my favorite Raptors. Okay, Jorge so Garbajosa. Well, I don't know. Uh, maybe not for my favorite. Aaron
1: Gray was Mike's favorite Raptor. Uh Junkyard Dog <laughs> almost
0: came to our school, but um okay, so Toronto, we win the championship. That it's fantastic. Happy. But all all friggin' season and we've held the title for what, a year and a and a bit now at this point.
1: A year did. and like f- 3 months.
0: All well, I was hearing, we're gonna run it back. We're gonna run it back. Don't tempt the basketball gods, okay? You don't want to do that. Then we would start playing well in the season, and we're doing well in the season. Then we start sweeping. I had all my friends, you know, that were Raptors fans messaging me on on Instagram, going like, "That's it, baby. We're going. We're running it back. Two for two. Let's go." I'm like, buddy, we just swept a, a, a pretty weak Orlando team. Like, let's not, you know, kid ourselves here. We wasn't might even you know, Orlando was it?
2: Was it Orlando? Yeah. Brooklyn was it? Brooklyn. Oh, remember? Fuck Brooklyn. Sorry.
0: Wait. This. Okay. Whatever. I'm getting my teams mixed up. Anyway, we we Milwaukee slept, right? played Orlando. Regardless,
2: regardless. Right.
0: Right. Right. Sorry. Regardless. It's so a, so, so They were going like, no, man, Boston. We're gonna win this in five. I'm like, stop tempting the basketball gods. And what happened? Okay, we couldn't drain a three. Siakam was playing like he was high all playoffs, and and we just and Larry has one great game, and all of a sudden we gotta make. A statue for Lowry? For well, hold on, hold on, hold sticks. on,
2: hold on, hold on. Dude, you better get couple, I couple respect
0: things.
1: respect on Kyle yeah. Lowry. So I like let, Kyle, let's Lowry, start with but Kyle let's, Lowry,
0: let's not make a statue just for one They're game.
1: Not, no, 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 no. Time out, time the, the statue talk, debate, whatever, it didn't start because of that one game. It started because of what he's done the last couple years, the shit he's been through as a Raptor where people hated him in 2015 and all the way up, you know, he became an all-star. He changed his attitude. He won a championship. He's a 35 year old guy, and he's showing a lot of heart. And he yeah, shoot. He show. That's how the statue. He's a grit grinder. Do in.
2: whatever it takes to win, kind of guy. It he did out there. He battles. He puts his body on the line every single game. Just not, it didn't. Just it, didn't start, it didn't there, start. It didn't start
1: from one game. Give him a statue. And the other thing, I you can't sit there and tell me you didn't think the Raptors didn't have a legitimate chance of running it back. After they came second overall this season, they had a better statistical year this year, look, not much than they but ever they have, have. than they did with Kawhi. Right. Okay, so True. I don't understand True. people be like, Oh, the basketball gods, I don't know how you thought the Raptors temp- weren't going that far. They had a very legitimate chance of going all the way back,
0: but we've seen shit happen, man. We've For seen sure. shit happen. That's why I don't tempt fate. That's why I got mad. All right, I wanted this team to do well, but they stopped you playing fate with Vegas. Exactly. See what I mean? That's what I did, right? As soon as I made that public, they stopped playing All right, but it's
2: not all your Nick Nurse, coach of the year. I I
0: completely agree. (laughs) Bye-bye. I completely agree about Nick Nurse winning coach of the year. But how do you not adapt? Like This is what we got rid of Dwayne Casey. He didn't adapt. He kept Siakam on. Oh, yeah.
2: By the way, Nick Nurse did uh, drive a bus and wash uniforms. It wasn't (laughs) for the Toronto Raptors D-League team, but it was for a shitty little uh, Oklahoma team in bumfuck middle of nowhere where, you know, all the crazy Oklahoma... (laughs) <laughs> I'm just saying,
0: I'm just saying, I didn't, I don't want to, like we saw how it, you know, I attempted fate with Vegas. I just don't like that because you know, the sports gods ultimately pay you back and Toronto, we, we can't, you know, we always frick. Toronto made the final four. The Leafs made the final four in 93, 94, and they had a parade for that shit. Like, come on. <laughs> We're a pathetic city.
2: Dude, you gotta, you gotta uh, take those wins that, as you get them,
0: I guess. Yeah. I mean, Especially yeah, we made hockey. it to the Campbell Conference Finals. Let's have a parade. I wish I could have been happy that our team made it to the Conference Finals. Now it's just like,
2: you, you look, I love the Raptors. Or nothing.
0: But Nick Nurse, I'm just, I'm a little, I was a little surprised that he didn't adapt more, especially in Game Seven. They kept going for threes. And I they just, I they were missing.
2: I agree with that. They, they, they kind of were very stubborn in their playing style. I thought he could have played Serge Ibaka a little bit more over Marcus Saul because he just looked, so yeah. tired out there. Um, Ibaka and, was great. And I think Matt Thomas, if you're going to try to shoot a bunch of threes, then at least throw him in there, give the guy a shot because Fred was cold. Uh, OG wasn't hitting them. Uh, who else? Like, like Siakam wasn't hitting them. Larry wasn't playing barely,
1: barely saw Terrence Davis Jr. who had a really good season.
2: Yeah. Like it was just weird. I thought they had a lot of depth that they didn't use on the bench, which I thought was strange, but
1: I don't exactly. know. I mean.
2: I mean, Siakam's their guy. So like, I guess that's not why you're not just going to pull him out of like the game seven in the fourth quarter. Sends a message to him if
0: you do that, right? Well, he wasn't playing well for the majority
2: of the playoffs, right? But you don't want to like. I feel like he's so young. You don't want to fuck with his confidence through going through this. And I mean, it's you never know what he's going through mentally, going like staying in the bubble and stuff like that. And give him a rest break. He's not he's not
0: doing you any favors out there. I get it.
2: I get it. Same thing
0: with Flurry and uh, you know with Vegas and Flurry. You play to win the game. You put your best roster. If if someone's having an off night or a, an off week get him out of there because he's doing more harm than good he's a detriment to your roster and he's a detriment to your chances anyway that's all i wanted to say about yeah, that no
1: i mean there's there's definitely some both sides to it i mean we're gonna have some time to digest yeah. all this no more toronto raptors basketball no more leafs hockey and um, we have the jays to look forward to as they are in new york uh for the next week or so and they're gonna be Let's trying go. to make play the playoffs um, so guys, thanks once again for tuning into the show. This is episode 38. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at the names below, um, right over here. Um, subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, once, like we said at the top, please give us a share, a comment, a like, a rating. Uh, it helps us, helps us help you people, helping people, beautiful stuff. Um, and it's
0: all for free. We're not asking for money. Yeah,
1: exactly. we hope you enjoyed Joe, a listener of the month, you know. We told you how you guys can be on the show. So be sure to follow and interact and do all that stuff. Um, So as we get out of here, as always, Yager salute.